Hello friends, before we continue further studies in our time with God and His Word, we're going to look at the Bible. It's going to be a review, of course, so go get your Bibles, and we'll be right back. Our lesson begins with the story of the disciples of Jesus, who were walking down the road to Emmaus. Now, the disciples of Jesus, they were completely devastated. Now, all of their hopes and their dreams for the New kingdom of God had been nailed to the cross the previous Friday. Now they were reeling from grief and they were confused because of the things that happened. Cleopas and his companion, they slowly made the seven-mile trip from Jerusalem down to their home in the little town of Emmaus. Now as the sun was setting that Sunday afternoon, they trod their way down the bumpy road, and a stranger, he drew near to journey with them. Now little did they know that this new traveling companion was the resurrected Jesus himself. Paying little heed to their fellow pilgrim, the two were dejected. They were all depressed and bummed out. I mean, so they rehearsed the the staggering events of the weekend, feeling more despondent with every step. Now listen now. As Jesus silently listened, he desperately longed to reveal himself to his downcast friends. But, but, the Lord deliberately shielded his true identity because they needed now, more than ever, to understand the scriptures. Now, if Jesus had allowed these two faithful followers to recognize who he was, they would have been far too excited to listen to the important truths he had to share. Now, even after three and a half years of listening to his teaching and preaching, they still did not comprehend or understand the nature of his mission. He had plainly told them straight up, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they didn't understand. But they understood not that saying and were afraid to ask him. This is Mark 9, verse 31 and 32. So what did Jesus do? He gently interrupted their sad conversation. And for the next two hours, he gave them the keys for understanding all scripture and prophecy. So if he had told them that he was Jesus, they would not have listened. They would have been just so happy. They wouldn't have understood the scripture. So how much of the scriptures are we commanded to believe? How much are we commanded to believe? Well, Luke 24 verse 25 says, Believe in all that the prophets have spoken. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 So the complete oracles of God are, are contained in the writings of the Old and the New Testaments. Now the key to understand the prophecies of Revelation are found primarily in the stories of the Old Testament. For example... For example, of the 404 verses found in the book of Revelation, 278 of them are echoes from other stories and prophecies in the Old Testament. Now, whom did Jesus say the scriptures and the prophecies revealed? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. John 5.39 says, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. Revelation 1.1 says, The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. We need to remember that the central figure in all the Bible and scriptures and the prophecies is Jesus. Now, These studies are going to cover many themes of prophecy, but keep in mind now that the primary focus of Daniel and Revelation is Jesus, my friends. It's about Jesus and his kingdom. So what is another name used in the Bible for Jesus? 
John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So another name for Jesus is the Word, my friends. Of course, he became flesh and he dwelt among us. Now, what kind of people did God use to write the Bible? 2 Peter 1.21 says, For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, eternal life comes from knowing Jesus, John 17.3. So how was Jesus known to his disciples? He was known to them in the breaking of bread, Luke 24, verse 35. Now, in the Bible, the bread is a symbol of the word of God. And Jesus said it himself, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4 says, as we read, digest and follow these scriptures, we will find strength, we'll find joy, peace, and everlasting life. So remember that, my friends, we call it the bread. The bread is known as the word of God. So how important should it, should Bible study be to the Christian? Well... Job 23, verse 12 says, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Now listen to this, my friends. The devil hates the Bible. He said do almost anything to prevent people from reading it. He knows that the prophecies expose his plans to, to deceive the human race. He knows that. It exposes everything, my friends, his plans. So don't be surprised if, if the devil attempts to distract you from, this, from uh, any of these studies or listening to any of these casts. Or tries to get you preoccupied with other things. But let me tell you something, my friend. With your faith, God will make a way for those of you who seek to know the truth and to find it. So remember that. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Who helps us to understand the Bible? When He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, John 16, 13. But the helper of the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, John 14, verse 26. We also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, 1 Corinthians 2, 13. So what must I do to be certain that the Holy Spirit is going to guide me in my Bible study? Luke eleven nine says this, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to, to those who ask him? If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is from God. John seven seventeen. Now, part of the work of the Holy Spirit is to help us to understand the truth. And this is why we should always ask the Holy Spirit to guide us before we open God's book. And I can be certain that the Holy Spirit is guiding my Bible study. If I ask Him to guide me, and I'm willing to accept and follow truth as He reveals it to me. Now before we go on, I think we need to say a prayer. I forgot to pray, so we're going to do a prayer. Father, Father in Heaven, thank you so much for letting us come before you to study your word, God. We ask you to open our hearts, open our minds to new things that you've given us, and give us that knowledge and wisdom, Father, through your Holy Spirit. This we ask in your Son, Jesus. Amen. I almost forgot. <laughs> now, how does prayerful study of the Word help us? Well, 
Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalms 119.11 Romans 15.4 says, For whatever things were written before were written to, for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scripture, might have hope. Romans 15 verse 4 If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. James 1 verse 5 Now what method of Bible study do the scriptures recommend? For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here little, there little. Isaiah 28 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 2.13 says that these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 1 Corinthians 2.13 2 Peter 1 verse 20 says, Knowing the first that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. So we need to lay aside our own ideas and study the Bible by reading everything in the Scriptures on any given subject. In other words, here little and there little. And by comparing all the verses for input, we need to let the Bible speak for itself. Now when this is done, the truth always comes through clearly. And this is how Jesus convinced the two disciples on the road to Emmaus that he was indeed the Messiah. So what will studying scriptures do for us? And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 3.15 So the scriptures, my friends, help us to understand God's great plan of salvation. And that's the most important information ever given to mortals. According to Jesus, where do we find the truth? Well, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, verse 6. Your word is truth. John 17, 17. So what do we do? We find the truth in God's word, the Bible. Now, truth is a scarce commodity in today's world, for sure. And all the people of earth suffer as a result because the truth is not told. Now, the truth about everything that really matters is found in Scripture. So you, if you study and you follow his counsels, guess what? It sets you free. And it brings them happy and it brings you abundant living. So what warnings regarding Bible study are given in the scripture? Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15 In all the epistles are some things hard to understand which untaught and unstable people twist to their destruction. 2 Peter 3.16 Now interesting note here. In this, in, ch in chapter 3, verse 16, Peter was actually talking about Paul's writing. So he already had, um, he was already giving approval to the epistles that Paul wrote. In other words, he, he trusted them as scripture. So rightly dividing the word of truth means to interpret it correctly and truthfully. There is a great danger in my friends in twisting scripture to make it say what we want it to say. And that happens a lot. So what I say about the Bible matters little. But what counts is what scripture says about itself. Remember that. So how should we test all religious teachings and doctrines? Acts 17.11 says this, They received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Isaiah 8.20 To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. This is Isaiah 8.20 So all religious teachings, all doctrines, they should be checked by the Bible. 
Now, if there's any teaching that doesn't, clear, that doesn't clearly agree with the scriptures, then guess what? It's false. And it needs to be abandoned or left alone. So what happened when Jesus explained the scriptures to his two discouraged disciples on the road to Emmaus? Now listen to this, Luke 24, verse 32. Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Luke 24, verse 32. And it's true. As you sit there and you read and you study your words with other friends and you study the Bible, my friends, you do feel this burning inside you. You feel this incredible closeness to God. You feel like you're being embraced by heaven when you read these words, my friends. It is an awesome feeling, especially when you open up and share with others. That's what you need to do once you learn these new things. Share with other people. Don't be afraid. Now, after these two disciples knew that Jesus was alive and heard him explain the prophecies, what did they do? Luke 24, verse 33 says this. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together. They were so excited, my friends. One of the first reactions these disciples had after hearing Jesus explain the scriptures was, was a burning desire to share the good news with others. We hope, I hope, that you also have this desire and that you invite your friends to, to join you in, in Bible studies. That is amazing, my friends, when you hear the word of God. So my question to you is, do you wish to fully understand and follow the scriptures? My friends will be right back with a final thought. Thank you. Friends, thank you once again for joining me for our time with God and His Word and studying about the Bible and its authenticity. My friends, until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. May the Lord embrace you. May the heavenly angels protect you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much that we came before you to your throne to learn about your, your words, Father, and that we may learn that you are the center of all prophecy. Please, Father, be with each and every one of us throughout the week. Thank you. We ask this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, my friends, may the Lord richly bless you. May the Lord hold you in his hand. May he embrace you. May his holy angels protect you. Until next time, this is Robert with Our Time with God is Word. Bye-bye. Hello, friends. Today's subject can be controversial, but I'm telling you, it is a blessing. So go get your Bibles, and don't forget, get a pen and paper so you can take really good notes. We'll be right back.